A Fork on the Road is brought to you by GoDaddy. Well, they have everything you need to put your business online, find new customers, and kick butt online. They started by registering... says kick ass online. I don't want to say ass. But that's what GoDaddy wants you to say. No, I don't want to say GoDaddy's all that. about ass. Have you not seen Danica Patrick? She's fabulous. She is. Right, you can get you started by registering a domain name and creating your website with GoDaddy's easy-to-use website builder. Already have a site? Keep it running fast with GoDaddy web hosting. It's go time. Visit, Visit GoDaddy.com. Enter promo code FORK32 and save 32% on your new purchases. Some limitations apply. Always. With See everything. See website for details and then get ass kicking online. Get butt kicking with GoDaddy. Whatever. Welcome to another episode of The Fork on the Road Show. I am travel expert and author Mark DiCarlo, and next to me is the lovely and talented and springtime fresh Yenny Alvarez, <laughs> the traveling diva. I'm not sure I like springtime fresh. It beats the alternative, baby. <laughs> Got a great show for you today. Arnold Schwarzenegger on the program, talking about his life, his newest movie, and... It is not a tumor. And what he's most proud of in his life. This guy... California is, is he, you know what he is a walking billboard for the American dream came here didn't even speak English and he's a movie star he's a philanthropist he's a governor I uh, have a nice talk with Arnold Schwarzenegger also we're going to be talking to Sam Shank the owner and proprietor of Hotel Tonight yes so you can uh, it's a new app where you can get yourself a discount hotel room same day uh, same day seven seconds boop 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 you're done, done. no bidding no hassling Easy way to find a hotel. So if you're stuck in a city, or if you have to stay an extra day, or and you know you're, that you're not gonna, you know, get cheated because you have to get the hotel. No, you have the best prices, and you can pick from hotels. You can pick from amenities. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. It's a great uh, app. We'll be talking about that later. And Doug Cohen, the uh, the person in charge of the Charlotte Wine and Food Festival, a very interesting food festival that's going to be going on next week in Charlotte. They uh, they spread it all over town. You can have wine sommelier dinners in private oh, homes. Yes. A lot of really cool ideas, and we'll be talking to uh, Doug in a little bit. But first, some food news. People listen to our show because they get good quality food and travel information, and I like providing that information for people. And what information do you have for us well, today? Th- this. This answers an age-old question. Since the dawn of time, man has always wondered... Can I eat food off the floor? If I drop something, is it safe to pick it up and eat it? No. Uh, you know what? There's the five-second rule. For why? You know, wives' tales say, well, if you pick it up within five seconds, there's not enough time for the germs to attach to it, and it's safe. Yeah. It depends what it is. If it's like a toast, it always falls down with the butter side down. You're not going to pick it up and eat it. Well, science may have a different answer, my dear. A team of British researchers looked at two common bacteria, E. coli and Staphylococcus auroris, to measure how many microbes attached to food when it was dropped on tile, linoleum, or carpet. Scientists tested food like toast, cookies, pasta, and sticky candy, mm, and left samples on the floor for intervals lasting from 3 to 30 seconds. The results? The toast was butter side down. Time, flooring, and consistency of the food all contributed to the amount of bacteria transferred. What do you think kept the food the cleanest? The carpet, the tile, or the no- linoleum? Carpet. There you're right. 
Yeah, I would yeah. think it would be the dirtiest because there's so no. much icky, nasty crap that hides in yeah, carpet. Yeah, but the, no, no, no. It's not that it hides. Is that it's concentrated in one space, and then when you have um, like linoleum or uh, wood floor, all the dust is floating around. Right. So it goes whoop. And it attaches to it. You're right. The carpet uh, was the cleanest, and moist foods like noodles and candy tended to be the most infected. Consuming food dropped on the floor still carries an infection risk, says study author Anthony Hilton of Aston University, as it very much depends on which bacteria are present on the floor at the time. So if you're working cleaning out elephant cages and there's a big pile of elephant shit on the ground, I wouldn't eat a sucker that dropped in it. But if you're in a relatively clean place, according to actual scientists, they say... The study indicates that the faster you pick it up, the safer that cookie is likely to be. Therefore, the five-second rule has been elevated to scientific fact. So if you eat a sandwich and someone bumps into you and drops it on the ground, if you pick it up quickly, you're probably going to be okay. Is this our theme for today? It's We food. just lost half our audience. No, Nobody it's cares. all about food. Nobody cares about the five-second rule. Your other... Are you kidding most women not will stop. not pick it up, and most men will pick it up and, you know, scrape off whatever dirt or, you know, rinse it. I or... always go, I blow it, because then it blows the microbes off. Yes, of course it does. Uh, scientifically, that should be the next thing that they test. Gross. It will call it the blow test. I'm sure that's already taken. <laughs> so, there you go. A little science. Now, how about a little culture? Okay. I had a chance recently to talk to Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's a he's a walking advertisement for the American dream. He came here in 1967, didn't know how to speak English. All he knew how to do was lift heavy things. And from that time until today, he's become a Mr. Universe seven mm-hmm. times in a row. That's a record. Movie star, banking billions of dollars in movies around the world. Governor of California, huge philanthropist. The guy, he's, he's really... Um, well, he's real title, governator. Governor, Very interesting guy, has led a really an amazing life, and I was lucky enough to sit down and have the opportunity to interview him about his new movie, which is called Sabotage, and his career and what parts of his career he's most proud of. So here's my interview with Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. There are several places in this movie where your character can turn to the camera and give us a hasta la vista, baby, or I'll be back doesn't happen. This is kind of an evolution for your on-screen performance. Why did you pick uh, this movie? Well, I think that uh, David Ayer, um, having him as a director, I mean, I've seen End of Watch and I've seen his work and, uh, you know, Training Day and uh, that is written and the Fast and Furious notice. I, I think he's such a brilliant director. So when he, when I heard that he has rewritten the script and that he's directing this uh, movie, I really wanted to do it. And it was a fascinating story because even though I played the leader of a team like in Predator, I never really played that kind of a father figure mm-hmm. that I play in this movie, and the you know and the leader, and to be involved in the world of the drug lords and of the drug cartel, that the whole team, the whole SWAT team, we play this elite SWAT team, uh, is in that dark world, for so many times. And it is an that ensemble. They themselves, yeah, oh yeah, ensemble. So they themselves cross that line you know, too many times that they become flawed characters and that that really 
plays out well in the movie, how each one of the characters on my SWAT team is a flawed character mm -hmm. and how I'm a flawed character. And even the woman that then investigates the whole crime and everything, why are those guys disappearing? Why are my guys getting knocked off one after the next? Who is doing that? Is it a drug cartel? Is it an inside job? What's going on here? So she is flawed and she gets involved in this whole thing. So it's really a fascinating movie. A lot of Very gray, gritty, yeah. very intense movie. And your character has weaknesses, which we haven't seen oh, yeah. before That's right. on screen. Is, was that fun for you as an actor to not be the guy that can just kick butt everywhere and make things okay? I think it was, from an acting point of view, very challenging. Because, like I said, I've never played a character like this before. And uh, also someone that uh, is really suffering the consequences of his job of having his wife and his son kidnapped getting the videotape that I watch over and over, how they get tortured and killed, and to have to live with that every every night, and what I'm willing to do now to pay the cartel back, and what they are willing to do now to pay me back, and what the, everyone in the team is willing to do to now, you know, create all this drama. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like, it's, 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 it's really, um, it's a fascinating script, and I, I've seen it now probably 10 times the movie and I just still love watching it because it's just every time you see something different in there. It's like an onion. You just oh, yeah. keep peeling that's, it back. That's right, yeah. Of all the things you've done in your career, you're an embodiment of the American dream really. You know, immigrant, you've come here, you run a big estate. What facet of your life has given you the most satisfaction? You know, it's, it's, it's very hard to say exactly what it is, but I think there is nothing like being a public servant. You know, to be um, in, in politics and to serve the state of California and to serve 38 million people and to have the responsibility uh, of bringing Democrats and Republicans together, which is a real challenge. And to do it better than uh, anyone would have guessed. It, it, was, it was fantastic to be able to do that and to use the star power to get elected and then also to bring the two parties together and to get things done. Uh, I think that it is unlike anything else because it's a bigger issue than we are. Whenever you deal with something that's bigger than you, that's when it really becomes fun, you know? And so, so now it's great again to be out of that world and to still serve the people because I still run after school programs and I'm involved in a lot of charitable things, but I'm back in show business, I'm back in the action, and so, so it's fun to do that also. <laughs> You're back. Yeah. We're glad to have you back. Good Thanks luck with the Thanks very much. Thank you. He looks good. Yeah. When he left, did he say, I'll be back? No, he didn't. But when he did Aww. say, California, I had to stifle a giggle. <laughs> Seems like a really nice guy, and, and he's really, he's most proud about his public service. Good. Which, which I think is either a politician saying that so that guys like me will go, oh, what a nice Probably. guy. Or he may really mean it. I mean, when you have all that money, that's not a problem anymore. I mean, he's had some family matters that he has to deal with. But in yeah. general... But you know what? Everybody has stuff in their family that they have to deal with. True. So I'm not, I can't put him down for that. We're no one to judge. But he... Uh, <laughs> very engaging, nice guy, and... Uh, you know, really, it seems like he's really trying to make a difference. So it was really fun to sit down and talk to him because really that's what our show is all about, making a difference. For instance, if you're out and about and you're stuck someplace, you need a hotel room, there's a new app. 
It's a great way to get discount hotels wherever you happen to be. And we have the CEO and inventor of the app with us today, Sam Shank. Thanks for joining us on A Fork on the Road. Hi, Sam. Hey, guys. So you have a cool business, sounds like. We it, it, we do have a very cool business, a very cool app called Hotel Tonight uh, for last-minute hotel booking. Uh, it's an Android and iPhone app, and we've been at it for about three years. It sounds like something that would have been great were I still single and in college. <laughs> that's not the only purpose. <laughs> I think that's got to be, let's be honest, Sam, is that what is that was part of the instigation of this idea? You know, it it uh, it started because that's because a yes. of see he's hesitating. Well, that's a well, yes. Well. I'm I'm being uh, I'm being diplomatic here. I think that well, it started more because of mobile technology, and we looked at our iPhone, and we said, I looked, and I said, what does this do that you couldn't do before? Um, which was booking a hotel room after you've already left the office or left your house. So being able to book on the flyers, we call book in the moment. Now, in terms of use cases, we actually had no idea, no preconceptions or preconceived notions about how people were going to use it. Um, we we had a hunch that one, one thing we'd be able to do is, is get people that would have otherwise uh, driven home or stayed with a friend, get them into a hotel room. And we're seeing that in terms of people that, that fill out our survey after they book. They say that, you know, about 50 or 60 percent of the time I wouldn't have stayed at a hotel at all if it hadn't been for a hotel tonight. So in that way we're making the world a more spontaneous place, getting people great value, making it easy for them to uh, have a great night. So basically you're able to tap into the database that all hotels have. Rarely is a hotel completely sold out and if it's five or six o'clock at night on a Tuesday and they've got 12 rooms they yeah, must instead list of walking into somehow. any hotel and yeah. saying, you know, can I get a room? Oh, it's $500. No, you look in your app and you take a look at all these different hotels that are around you because mm-hmm. it also goes by location. Right. So the hotels that are around you and you get to pick your price and pick the hotels and the amenities. That's the part I like. I want to pick my amenities. Yeah. Yeah, you get to pick your amenities, and, and it even gets better because the hotels are competing with these empty rooms. They're competing against each other to bring you the best price and the best deal, and only the best deals around you will show up on the app. So you're not only you're making sure you're not getting that $500 room, you're also getting a, a lower price than if you were to walk in the hotel. The hotels are, are trying to say, hey, come and check us out. Come and fill our rooms up, and uh, don't stay over there. Stay over here, or don't even go home. Stay with us. And it's like a needy, so like a needy prom date. Please don't yeah. leave me. Please don't leave. Me. <laughs> it seems like it's all back to high school and college for you. But <laughs> yeah. that's Martin Mull's great line. Show business is high school with money. I think everything goes back to <laughs> high school. Um, how how is this app different than all the other find me a hotel room apps on the internet? Yeah, there's a couple ways. So first of all, is that we're only focused on same day and mobile bookings. So, so you because wouldn't of that, use this we, to book. You wouldn't use this to book a week long trip advance. to Florida. Uh, no, and but you can book up to five nights in a row. But if you're looking to for a particular hotel at a particular point in the future, that's not what we do. We really just focused on the last minute new use case. So that's when you know you're stuck in a city, or when your plans change, or you've got last minute business travel, or when you're out in the city and and you don't want to get go home, or you want to 
Uh, we have a lot of people in, in San Francisco that book in Napa Valley that are up and doing wine tasting with friends. And they say, well, you know, we, we're going to just make a, a whole weekend out of this and be spontaneous instead of having to drive home. We're just going to have that next flight of wine or, or go to a great restaurant. So we see a lot of, of new use cases like that. But in terms of you know, when you're going on a family trip, that's not what, what mobile um, brings that's new. Like the, there, there's no benefit that we could we could really do a better job than than the other ways of booking or frankly than calling the hotel but for last minute where you need something right away we can book you into a hotel really quickly so that's one of the ways that we're better we're faster so you can book in about eight seconds on hotel tonight and get out of the app and on with the rest of your day um, and then we've got better prices than anyone else that's out there because these hotels are competing for the, the spots on the app. And then one of the other ways that we differentiate is that we only work with great hotels. So we screen the hotels before we let them on the app. We take photos, our own photos of the hotel to make sure that they look as good as we, we think they're going to look and do site visits. And then we monitor their quality with guest reviews after people stay in hotel tonight. If those those reviews drop below a certain level, we'll just stop working with that hotel. It's oh, not so worth it for us to... There's built-in quality control with you guys. That's great. Yeah, ex how exactly. Do you, how exactly. do you get the prices so much cheaper? Uh, is it? Am I going to get a better deal if I'm looking at 8 o'clock at night than I would at noon? Yeah, what's the best tip that you can give us when we're using your app? Yeah, you know the the best tip is if you see something, go ahead and grab it uh, because it may sell out. Um, and if it sells out, it's no big deal. It's not that you're going to be not able to stay somewhere. We're just going to replace it with another hotel that generally isn't as good of a deal as the first hotel that was on the app. Um, the tips are that Sunday nights are the cheapest rates across the board, and you're going to find the best rates uh, for a. Um, you know, anywhere at any time is on Sunday nights. There's just less demand those days, and so more hotel rooms are empty, and they they price it to move it. Um, the days that are most expensive are Tuesday and Wednesday, with which are uh, correspond to frequent business travel, right. um, and the the high the high points of the week. Mondays are the second cheapest day of the week, so. It's a sort of pro tip that if you want to do business travel, do it earlier in the week before the, the Tuesday and Wednesday conferences heat up and when a lot more you know, business travel during the middle of the week happens. It's also nice to, if you're doing business travel and you want to make a long weekend out of it, you know, add that Sunday on beforehand and you know, bring, bring along a significant other or just you know, have a day to, to yourself in the city and you can also save some money. That's really great when you just want to get away for the weekend and you don't know, you don't have any plans in advance. Something fell through the weekend and you don't have to work early on a Monday. Just get up and go and you just get your hotel. Unless there would be, I mean, I'm thinking we're going to be in the New Orleans area during Jazz Fest. And I would guess at a really peak time, like if you're going to Chicago during Chicago Fest or if you're going to be in Austin during South by Southwest, you still have availability or are sometimes people are just going to check in and they're going to be shut out? Yeah, you know, we, we always have availability. That's a great question. That's one of the, the, the things that people get worried about with last-minute booking is that there's not going to be rooms available. And we work and have built a lot of systems and tools over the past three years to make sure that there's always rooms available. And but at even what price? At, at, well, it sure, the, price, well, well, the price is – but if you can't get a room anywhere else, you know, you're going to pay. So – yeah, so it, it's it's great for if you can't get a room anywhere else, but it's also a, a discount over the the prices that were in advance. Um, at the last minute, prices generally are always cheaper than than they were in advance. And the the thing with like a big conference like that or a big event is that they were expensive to begin with, and then at the last minute they they do decrease because these rooms have a 
sort of a, you know, they're, they're self-destructing or they, they, you know, they, they don't get, have any value for the hotel if they're empty. So the hotels really work to fill them up. We had rooms for around 200, 230 bucks at South by this year. Um, we had rooms, uh, even at the Super Bowl in New Orleans a couple of years ago. Wow. So we, and, and then we had tons of rooms at the Super Bowl this year in New York because the hotels had, had priced it really, uh, expensively well ahead of time. And then there was all the bad weather. So, Rooms were going for in the low hundreds um, over Super Bowl weekend. And what people may not understand is that really, what is it? What's the price point for a hotel to turn a room just for the the maid? Is it like thirty five bucks or forty bucks is what it costs them. For yeah, a room? it really varies based on the hotel, but there's there is pretty low cost to just flipping a room and getting it converted. And then the other thing is that a lot of people will spend additional money on the property, whether that's at the mini bar or if that's at breakfast or. Uh, or just on you know things like the spa or other incidentals. So there's additional revenue for just having somebody in the hotel. And so Good the point. hotel, it's very attractive just to get somebody in at almost any price. So it sounds like a win-win. Hotel wins because they're taking an, a, a zero income and they're turning it into some cash, and people win because they're getting a good deal. But as opposed to um, a big corporation like hotels.com oh, that also so- has an app, um, What's the difference between you know you and Hotels.com? Because I know I can book on Hotels.com as well. Yeah, you can. There's there's plenty of places to book. I think that when you take a look at at our app, you'll see that the the focus on last minute means that we have better hotels, a faster booking process, and then better prices. Yeah, because not every hotel uh, is on Hotels.com. That's something else that I noticed. Yeah, and that's their, right. Their that's discounts right. are not as great. <laughs> Well, we work really hard to make sure we have the, the, the best possible discounts. And when the, the hotels provide us with a really good discount, we give them a lot of promotion and, and we can really fill their hotel up for them, which, which then they really like and then they you know, take care of our customers. Do you get any perks? Like, do your customers get any special perks that we wouldn't get with anyone else? Do we get points to use later on at the mini bar? <laughs> it always comes back to the mini bar. Once again, we're back in high school. High school and mini bar. Well, mini bars are great. I think that uh, we we have some hotels that provide upgrades, some hotels that provide extras like that. It's on a hotel by hotel basis. Um, with uh, around certain events like Valentine's Day and, and coming up um, in uh, in Memorial Day, we'll have special uh, events and packages. Like you know, you can get uh, free free bottle of champagne with booking with hotel tonight. So you'll see those on the app from time to time, uh, based on several several different you know times of the year. So you'll find all sorts of cool stuff in there. Um, and uh, it's just uh, it's at the you know, from one hotel to the next. Generally, you're going to find those in the resort areas during the the low season. So somewhere like you know, Palm Springs in the summertime or. Uh, the the shoulder seasons for the ski areas, and then you're going to find those in the bigger cities in the in the winter, like you know, just getting through uh, the winter in Chicago and, and Boston. There were a lot of those types of offers. Yeah. All right. Well, great. Thank you, Sam. This is a a powerful new tool, which uh, we you know everyone that listens to our show or people that love to travel and a lot of last minute spur of the moment travel. I think this fits nicely into. Um, uh, what our listeners would be into. And we also have a special bonus for everybody. If you get the app, you can get $25 off your first booking. All you have to do is use promo code LGONZALES9. That's L-G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-S-9. And you get 25 bucks off your first booking. So if you find a hotel for $24, you make a dollar by sleeping there. Is that <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, that is right? absolutely right. That is absolutely right. And 
Uh, we find that when people try hotel tonight, they absolutely love it. And they keep coming back. That's why we wanted to give you $25 off on the first purchase. And it's been a you know, really fun bringing this product into the world and helping people like me that are you know, just love and are addicted to travel, helping people do more of what they love at the very last minute and saving money at the same time. So it's been a really fun business to be involved in and uh, can't wait for everybody in the world to give it a try. All right, great. Well, thank you for joining us, and we will check in with you as the seasons turn. The uh, app, once again, is called Hotels Hotel Tonight. And if you're stranded and you met someone or you just don't want to drive home. <laughs> or you want to go on a getaway for a weekend that you didn't plan on. Right. If you're a hor- if you're a procrastinating, horrible <laughs> planner, this is the app for you. Hotel Tonight. Uh, thanks for joining us so much, Sam Shank, the CEO and head hotelier. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Thank you, Sam. Bye-bye. I'm going to try that. I'm going to uh, Macon, Georgia next weekend mm-hmm. for the uh, Children's Hospital Celebrity Classic. I've been going down there about 10 years. to uh, We raise money for the um, Medical Center of Central Georgia. Uh, my buddy Jimmy Palumbo from the movie, uh, the De Niro movie, The Family, is going to be joining us. Lots of sports heroes. And we're going to use that. We're going to use that in Atlanta Friday night. So I will report back next week on what a great uh, app it is. It sounds pretty simple. And sounds like uh, we'll get a good deal on a nice hotel in a part of town that we we'll want to be in. So stay yeah, tuned for that. Yeah, it sounds like you don't have to go through all the other um, hotel places and find a great deal. It's just bloop, no nonsense, done. Right. Man, can you imagine 30 years ago, people booking hotels? Had to call on the phone. Had From to a walk pay phone. You had no idea what you were buying. Oh, it's so much easier, easier to I travel I like picking now. my amenities. Yeah, well, you can do that. Yeah. Just like you're picking your nose right now. Really? Mm-hmm. I am so not picking my nose. She was picking her nose. There's a really cool festival going on in the Southeast next weekend. It's the uh, Charlotte Wine and Food Festival. And unlike a lot of the festivals that we do, we were just at the Palm Desert Food and Wine Festival. We're going to the New Orleans Jazz Festival at the end of the month. The Charlotte Festival doesn't take place in one centralized location. It takes place all over the city. So if you've never been to Charlotte, this would be a great reason to go and really get a taste and a flavor of the city. So we have the organizer and the head of the festival, Doug Cohen, joining us today to tell us all about the Charlotte Wine and Food Festival. Doug, welcome to A Fork on the Road. Hi, how are you? Very good. So you are the Imperial Booftar of the Charlotte Food and Wine Festival, and you guys kind of do your festival differently than a lot of other cities. How long have you been working with this? Uh, the uh, weekend is, uh, the event has actually been going on, uh, this is the 25th anniversary. I've been involved personally since about 1995. Wow. I like to, uh, my title is chairman of the board, but I, I prefer if the people refer to me as El Jefe. <laughs> <laughs> now I've spent some time in Charlotte, beautiful southern city, very um friendly, nice people. Had some good Benny wafers when I was down there. Uh is Martha Lou's Soul Food Kitchen still in Charlotte? Uh no, but there's a lot of other great soul food places still hanging around. The coffee cup is one of the standards that by which all soul food should be measured. I was oh. I was at the coffee cup too, although it's in a different location now, right? The original location is long gone. Yeah, that's condos now. Has you know, that happens. It's evolution. It is. Well, and you kind of evolved the idea of the food festival. A lot of the festivals that we do, like we we just did Palm Desert, and we're going to New Orleans in a couple weeks. It's a central location. Everybody comes down, and they're packed onto a city street, and people eat and drink and walk around. The Charlotte event is a lot different. Tell us about it. Uh, 
Well, the Charlotte event has evolved over those, these many years, and the uh, format of it now, and, and has been for a, a quite a while, is we start uh, on Tuesday with a uh, Vintner tasting um, that's uh, sort of an after-work event that happens from 5.30 to 7, where we'll have you know 100, over 100 wines, and, and people can stop by and get the, the Charlotte Wine and Food Week started the right way. And then when on a Tuesday night, on a Tuesday, yeah. <laughs> that's a good, let's go drink good, some wine yeah. on Tuesday. <laughs> Absolutely, um, we give people Monday to uh, to drink lots of water, and then we jump in with both feet on yeah, Tuesday and run all the way through Saturday. I like it. You got to stay hydrated. So um, <laughs> then Wednesday we do uh, a series of uh, private in-home dinners with some of the winemakers that are in. Which I, this uh, is the cool part. This is explain how this works. Well, uh, a few of our uh, 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 benefactors will um, uh, open up their homes and we'll use um, a combination of local chefs and also some chefs from uh, other cities. Uh, we've got Chris Hall coming in from uh, Local 3 in Atlanta, and he's doing one of the in-home wine dinners uh, this year. And we pair one of the wineries, and so we, we do... Um, about four or five in-home dinners on Wednesday night with anywhere from 20 to 45 people uh, doing a very intimate wine dinner in someone's home. Isn't that great? I think that's a that fan- sounds fantastic. So you have these chefs cooking in the people's regular kitchen, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and then, it, do you get to do they get to invite just their friends or it's a random collection of people? When you buy your ticket, do you get to pick which house you want to go to? Well, generally, um, for the most part, the people who host it um, uh, invite their friends and uh, they either, uh, you know, take care of the dinner or their friends will buy the tickets. Uh, there, there were a few seats open up to the general public, but it's mostly when you have one of these dinners in your home, it's, it's, it's your friends that are there with you. So it's a great way to throw a party and uh, raise some money for the cause. Absolutely. Absolutely. Who does the event benefit? Uh, we have uh, four charities. Um, what we've also evolved into is that all our charities focus on children and nurturing the youth of the Charlotte metro area. Uh, the four charities are Pat's Place, uh, Council for Children's Rights, the Second Harvest Food Bank of Metrolina, specifically the Backpack Program for Kids, and then Charlotte Concerts. Those are our charities for this two-year cycle. Why are you wasting money on kids? Just give the money <laughs> yeah. to older people. I know, I know. We should hoard it for ourselves, but uh, <laughs> we're just crazy down here in Charlotte. We think kids are important. What can I tell you? Well, you're entitled to your mis uh, your misthoughts, I guess. Well, I also want to know about um, your largest dinner party, which happens on Thursday. Because yeah, we're talking Thursday about the dinners, night, we're talking Thursday about the night. wine tasting. Doesn't that sound like but... a great idea, though? You, you you go to somebody's house, and then you some. I think Big it's Big fancy schmancy think, chef makes yeah, you dinner. I love that. And if you get tired, you can go upstairs and take a nap on somebody's bed. You can't no, you do that. can't. Well, you probably can. No, you can't. You, you can't, can't do, do that. that in a You're restaurant. You're only there for dinner. You could look. You could even look in their uh, medicine cabinet. Right. <laughs> no, that's horrible. That would be great. Yeah. People could be tweeting. Look what I found. There you go. <laughs> so, so the next night on Thursday night, we, as you mentioned, we do what we call Charlotte's largest dinner party, and we have. 20 restaurants around the city doing wine dinner simultaneously. So we have some of the same winemakers, but a lot more than we had on Wednesday night doing wine dinners open to the public at uh, 20 different restaurants all around the city. Wow. So again, it's the uh, going on simultaneously. 
Yeah, absolutely. Oh, but you can only go to one restaurant at a time. It's not like you can go for dessert here and for Yeah, no, it's not we're not raising. Once you're there, you're there, but it's a beautiful uh dinner put together with the chefs getting the wines in advance and pairing foods that go really well with the wines and the winemakers taking the uh, guests through the uh, dinner and talking about the wineries and their wines. And it's really a great evening. And these kind of events, I mean, I, we, uh, last year and again this year, I, I did a thing for the, um, uh, it's called the what, the Flavors, uh, no, Savor, Flavor, for the Liver Foundation. Yes. What was it called? Savor the... No, it's called Flavor. And they bring about 15 or 20 chefs together in a big centralized location. And then the chefs create a special menu for that night paired with special wines that are contributed. And it's a great... Yeah, but this is, this like, is different. I know it's different, but it's it's the chefs making a special menu for that mm-hmm. night that goes with the wine. It's it's kind of like a greatest hits for that restaurant, I would imagine, or for that chef. They kind of raise their game when they're pairing it up with wines, right? Oh, absolutely. Our chefs have a lot of fun with it. It allows them to do some things that they might not normally do at whatever the cuisine is expected at their restaurant. And they can really think outside the box and do some things that aren't wouldn't normally be on their menu, but always extra special to really, you know, have the wine and the food, you know, to sort of the some be more than the parts. And do you get to know the restaurant and the menu in advance at the at the restaurant so that you can pick which restaurant to go to? Um if you made your reservations at the last minute, you could. Yeah, we. That's not all really put together until a couple of weeks before. But oh, uh, so it could be most, a surprise. Mostly, it's, it's people trusting us that it's all going to work out well, and it, and it usually does. Well, yeah. After twenty five years, you must be doing something right. No, but you can imagine. Yeah. For example, if I'm in the mood for sushi, I don't know what kind of sushi I'm going to get, but I know that I want sushi. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you will if if that be the if that be the kind of restaurant we're pairing it yeah. with. So that's so Thursday. What goes on on Friday? Friday night, we have what we call uh, Big Bottles, Blues, and Barbecue at Founders Hall in the Bank of America Center. And uh, we have all the vendors. It's a little more casual. Um, People generally coming in boots and blue jeans. We've got Mac Arnold and Plate Full of Blues. They're going to be playing blues all night. We have a huge um, silent auction as well as a live auction. And the vintners are going to be pouring out of large format bottles that night. So we'll have all our wineries that are in from the West Coast and also from uh, Europe, they'll be pouring out a large format bottle, some library wines, and it's really a treat. And they'll be featuring the barbecue from uh, City Smoke, which is one of the best barbecue places here in the city. That's odd. Typically when people do barbecue events, they match it with ice cold beer. Barbecue and wine, is that, uh, is that the erudite Charlotte approach? Yeah, we don't we don't tell a lot of people about it. It's a it's a secret. But I guess now that we're going nationwide with you guys, people are going <laughs> to figure it out. No more, uh, right? We uh, we'll we're, our, our secret is is out out of the bag. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a great pairing, and it's very casual. Although there's some uh, there's some amazing wines. The wines are, are are just amazing. What these vintners will pull out in large format, and they'll pour from magnums all the way up to nine liters. Wow. And of course, our champagne sponsor is Laurent Perrier, so there'll be plenty of that. And we also have one of our uh, local microbrews um, uh, uh, pouring as well. So there will be a little beer if you got if you just have a strong need for some cold beer. The Old Mecklenburg Brewery will be have a keg tap there as well. And the barbecue now is this? What type of barbecue is this? I'm guessing it's not Texas barbecue or Memphis barbecue. Is this the mustard-based barbecue? No, uh, it's... Um, Is that the future calling you, Doug? I think so. <laughs> I realized I had all these phones in here. Um, <laughs> the barbecue the barbecue is Carolina-style barbecue. 
East, East, Eastern, Eastern and Western North Carolina style barbecue. We, they have the tomato based sauce and the uh, vinegar based sauce, but no mustard. That's South Carolina. Oh, okay. I did not know. And that. it's all mm. pork because um, in, um, in uh, North Carolina, barbecue means pork. In Texas, it's beef, but in North Carolina, it's pork. Mm. And that, that vinegar based barbecue is really good. Sometimes. The Texas barbecue with all that tomato and all that thick sauce, what you're tasting is just the sauce, and they almost use it to mask the kind of... Sometimes the beef ribs can be a little fattier than the pork ribs, but the vinegar sauce, really, I think, they'll typically marinate it overnight. It really brings out the flavor of the pork. Yeah, and they and they, they do a really good job. Mm, and what do you guys delicious. do on Saturday? Saturday, well... Friday afternoon, we also start with our cooking class, and uh, we have a... Um, Don't you have a, a dream team uh, tasting? A dream team tasting happens on Friday, too. That's where we're going to have about 15 different West Coast Cabernet producers on a panel tasting one of their uh, Cabernets. So it'll be some Washington State and a lot of California Cabernets from some of the top producers, and someone representing each of the wineries on the panel, along with... Uh, Doug Frost, one of the great um, MSs um, uh, and MWs uh, from uh, Kansas City, he's going to be our uh, our keynote speaker all weekend, and he'll be host. He'll be moderating that tasting on Friday afternoon. Hey, that's something um, I'm really interested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then Saturday we have a series of tastings. We do what we call our thousand point tasting, which we've done every two years for as long as I can remember, where we find ten 100 point wines. And sit down and have a seated structure tasting, so you can taste a thousand points worth of wine on Saturday. Again, hosted by um, Doug Frost. Okay, seriously, that she, alone. She's when is this happening, and why aren't we there? Well, you we, we were going we to be. I've we saved a couple of conflict. tickets for you if you show up with yeah. your credit card. We'll let you come. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the kids, you know. Right, it is. Why aren't we there? Uh, we actually, I would have tasted a thousand points. We had a scheduling points. conflict. We, we have to be someplace Aww. else, unfortunately. What are the dates of this fantastic event, by the way, speaking of that? Uh, it's next week. It starts next Tuesday, April 22nd. It runs all the way through the 26th. And that night of the 26th, that Saturday, we do our gala at the Ritz-Carlton where our black tie, um, again, uh, silent auction and live auction and dinner at the Ritz-Carlton um, that's going to be the, the final event of the weekend. And in between the thousand point tasting and the black tie gala, we've got some other tastings as well. We've got Michele Sata coming over from Italy to do some amazing wines from Bulgari. We have uh, the wines from uh, Chateau de Bocastel at a seated tasting for about 45 people, uh, as well as a wine 101 that's going to be hosted by uh, one of our master psalms that's going to be in for the weekend. Uh, so we've got a lot of a uh, lot of activities going on, and um, it'll help us. Uh, hopefully get up to uh, our next milestone of maybe $5 million because we've already raised over the past 25 years. We've given away over $4 million to local charities, so wow. we're hoping that to make fantastic. our way up to the next million starting with this weekend. That's great, Doug. I, uh, it's, it's really an interesting idea. I, I love the, the way everything is spread out all over the city. And, if, folks, if you haven't been to Charlotte, it is a beautiful, genteel, southern, aristocratic city. Everyone is just, uh, each person is nicer than the next person. You don't even have to know anybody. You just start walking around and people will talk to you. And um, especially at this event, when people are going to be hammered after four or five <laughs> glasses of wine, everybody is going to be talking to anybody else. <laughs> so that's next weekend. It's the Charlotte 
food and wine festival or wine and food festival? Wine is first. Wine and food. Wine is first. <laughs> priorities, priorities, priorities. What's the website, Doug? It's it's uh, charlottewineandfood.org. There you go, folks. Get your tickets early. Get yourself down to Charlotte and have a you'll be go having, taste a thousand points of wine and have dinner in some stranger's house. I think that would be fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for joining us, Doug. Best of luck with the event. Hopefully, we can get down there next year. And uh, good for you that you're raising so much money for uh, such a worthy cause. That's you're, you're doing God's work there, sir. Oh, thank you very much. And as we say here in Charlotte, next year y'all come. My, your your mom and them, tell your mom and them I said hey. <laughs> we'll do it. All right. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Dad. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. That sounds like a wonderful Southern weekend, doesn't it? Yep. I wish we were there. Tell your mom and them I said hey. People down there are so nice. So uh, so uh, genteel. I've never been. You have to take me. To Charlotte? Yeah. Well, we got, I, I can't go. I'm, I'm going to be in. Will they let me in? No, they will not. <laughs> No Cubans in Charlotte whatsoever. Uh, well, there you have it. Uh, Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, cheap hotel rooms in an instant, and a cool city to visit at the best time of year. Not a bad episode, if I do say so myself. Not at all. Pretty, pretty good. All right. Well, hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening once again. Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening to the show and making us the number one food and travel show on the Internet, closing in on a million subscribers a week. Tell your friends to sign up. We're trying to do that before the 4th of July. Why the 4th of July? Why that day? So that we, we could celebrate, so that the fireworks will be for us. Hey, Aww. we have a million listeners. We And because it's my favorite holiday, just because it's all about America. Aww. So thanks for listening. If you missed any uh, shows, obviously you didn't miss this one, but if you want to catch up on some old shows, you can do that at a forkontheroadshow.com. If you want to follow us on social media, please follow us on Twitter at Mark DeCarlo or at Traveling Diva. And if you want to give us a call, you can do that 24-7 on our voice box. The number is 424-250. Four. So call us, tell us what you think, tell us what you want to hear on the show, and tell us about your travels. You can also email us pictures from when you travel. If anyone goes to Charlotte, I would love to hear how that went. So until next week, I'm Mark DiCarlo. And I'm Traveling Diva. And we'll see you. On a fork on the road. Por el camino del desierto, el viento me despeina, su aroma de colita, no nada, nada de labio, ella de lo lejos, una luz en tela, la idea de mezcal, te vi por en la noche, ella estaba a la entrada y la campana de sonar, y me dijo ya mi mismo, esto puedo del cielo. Ella se me una vela y nuestra del camino. Soy voz al corriador y yo te di que me siento. Welcome to the Hotel California. Such a lovely place. Such a lovely place. Welcome to the Hotel California. Such a lovely place. Such a lovely place. Guapo, ella ma 
Such a love of place. Such a love of place. 